Hey, what's up, guys? It's your boy Mario, and welcome to another episode of Own. We're at the season finale. Um, I actually have two guests that are actually some of my close friends, and we're going to be talking about the year 2020 and just wrapping up probably one of the craziest years of all your life. Um, to my right, I have the African Dundada, um, the boy from Nigeria, GT Ibrahimovic, my man Ibrahim Raifu. Hi, Ibrahim. Hello, Mario. I'm glad to be here. And then to my left, some people say he looks like a fake uh, Bob Ross. Some people say he looks like Sid the Science Kid. Hey, yo. We got Jonathan <laughs> Radcliffe. <Yo. laughs> I'm gonna slide this man across the mic, bruh. Yo. Yo, it's good to be here, though, for real. But, um, yeah, nonetheless, let's get started. I mean, this has been a crazy year, honestly. Uh, a lot of people don't have words for it. It's really a tough year. I was actually talking to my old Calc teacher from high school, and I had to tell him, like, it's a, it's a tough year for everybody, but it's how you, one, your outlook on it, and two, realizing that it's only going to make us stronger as individuals and bring closer, bring communities closer together, and hopefully we will see greater change towards our benefit, like, as I don't know whether you're like a common student or a middle class person in America or wherever you are, to be able to work together and solve some of the great issues that 2020 made apparent in like our societies, our countries, our governments. But uh, let's get started. We're going to start back in the beginning of all this in January before we even knew the great BC before COVID. Uh, actually started off pretty hard. January 3rd, um, the U.S. military had successfully eliminated uh, Soleimani. Soleimani. Yeah. And got ready to start World War III. What you guys think? Yeah, when that happened, like, three days in, I think everyone kind of knew, like, what this year was going to be like. I feel like because, you know, we got... We heard that that was on the news. Everyone was like, please don't. You know, they were making draft memes, you know, like how we gonna look like getting yeah. drafted into the war. You know what I mean, like, <laughs> the that, memes were, they were there. They were right, there. exactly. So, like, we just, that just set the tone for the whole year. That's a great way to put it, honestly. It set the tone. And we were kind of just on our toes at the ready for whatever's happening. It was just, you weren't sure what the year brought, but it was just like, oh no. I don't know. I just saw it and thought World War Three, and I was like, "It's time for some action." Time for me to take a break from these classes. For the action. Yes. Yeah, deploy me out. I'm ready. Deploy. I'm ready. Bro, my draft card is ripped up in my wallet. Like, they would—they would probably look at me in disgust. They're <laughs> signing me up. Like, why? Where's your draft card? Uh, Looks it's, like somebody going to jail. It's, <laughs> it's somewhere. I'll tell you that. It's in my house. It's somewhere. it's somewhere. Just know right now, I don't know the current location, but if needed, I can't find it. That is such an antiquated thing. Honestly, to be, though, like getting drafted and stuff like that. Think all the people that like thought, "Yo, I'll get my draft card at 18." When did we get it? When I got a license. I mean, or if it you, 18? it's 18, like, it, once you, if you get a license or, you, like, a passport or something, they mail it to you. Mm. The draft card? Yeah, you, or no, 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 they mail, like, the draft registration form, and then they, they give you 
the draft card. Yeah. Yeah. You think anybody, like, somebody maybe, like, 25, 26 ever thought they would have to see their draft card again? No. Or even, like, thought about it? No. No. Dude, their nah. palms were sweating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly the best way to put it. It's like, oh, no, when am I, like, not going to a 9-to-5 and going to go overseas? Overseas? Like, you just get that call, you're like, oh, And for what? Sorry. Oh, my gosh. Bro, we really look like uh, we're about to start the third Shinobi War. Like, you remember back when Gar and all of them, all the Kages were sitting up top the mountain? It was just, like, hordes of ninjas. This man really brought That's what we're really going to be like. Because the great they're going to draft us, and we don't have any, like, prior experience with combat. I feel like they'll start us off easy. Coming possibly. in by the millions. Yeah. Engineering Corps may, may need some recruits. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. We wouldn't even Because they would probably send us combat. there first, I feel like. We'd probably get into – we'd definitely get into Engineering Corps stuff. They'd probably contract us out. Yeah. And then if we do see action, well, you better learn on the fly. Yeah, you, you better hey, apply those problem-solving <laughs> skills. <laughs> Pretty much on the go. Yeah. If nothing else, it's... No, nah, when I was, uh, like, in my short time at the Naval Academy in high school, like, when I went to their summer seminar program, they were telling us a lot about, like, the leadership aspect. Like, they have courses dedicated to Naval activity and, like, their duty. So they have, like, team building courses. Their entire summer, like, plebe summer, is dedicated to, like, team building, uh, problem-solving stuff, like putting you in, like, crisis situations or just putting you in, in spots where you have a lot of pressure on you and you have to work effortlessly. Like, mm-hmm. everything has to click and be able to work or else, like, hits the fan. You might have to run for the whole day or something like that. But in the real world, it you don't go run. You're... you're you might be a goner. Yeah, you might face a lot of pain. So it's it's a reality. None of us really saw coming. And even now, like with COVID and everything, we don't know what the next five years looks like. So you, who knows what this country is going to look like? Who knows what the world is going to look like? I mean, what, what what would be going on? Yeah, for real. Fact. But it's interesting that. Like, Soleimani was a way to start off because I end this year taking a philosophy class. And my last paper is talking about the the assassinations of the Iranian nuclear scientists. And it turns out that this was an event that was directly connected to the Iranian nuclear scientists. And it's funny that it happens with the, like, the U.S. was the culprit in this situation where they, in the other assassinations over the course from like 2008 to like 2012, they sat on the sidelines and Iran would always accuse them of cooperating with Israel, which is an ally of the U.S., but U.S. would always deny any cooperation with them, but they always thought that, and now it's like out in the open, so I have no clue what that does for our foreign relations, but I think honestly it was a bad year for U.S. foreign affairs. Agreed, most Most definitely. definitely. We're going to get into that. <laughs> that yeah. Most definitely. He just kept on declining throughout the year, bro. Right, right. Then what happened next? Um, The death of Kobe Bryant. My boy. Death. Now, this one actually hit me hard. I I literally, I knew, I still remember where I was. I feel yeah. like a lot of people and what that. I was doing. And that exact same time. You when I was, what's it called? I remember I was chilling. Uh, 
at the crib, like I was just sitting down and I got like this notification on my phone and it was like Kobe Bryant passed away, like passed away, it was like a TMZ article. So I was like, okay, this is probably fake. And then one of my roommates like runs in the room and is like, Kobe died. And I was like, what? You know what I'm saying? Like what is going on? And you know, like that, that just like the whole, cause it was like in the afternoon or something like when it came out and I was just down bad the whole next like week. Like, I was just like, oh my goodness. Like we really just lost like a, a figure in the black community like that. That's crazy. We lost a figure period. I didn't know right. what you Cause everyone around that, everyone around the world was just like, dang. Kobe's a pure mogul, bro. Right. And it wasn't even just, it was just, it was like, GG too. Like. It was, it was his like, daughter. Yeah, like, the fact that his, his daughter, like, also passed away, and the reason, like, you get into the specifics of it, like, the reason why he was even in a helicopter was because he wanted to spend more time with his family yeah. out of L.A. traffic, right? And to, like, to die, like, in the helicopter that you bought for that exact purpose with, like, your daughter there, that's horrible. Mm. Now, hear this. What do you think about the backlash against the pilot? Oh, I remember now. Yeah, I remember a lot of people were just, they had a lot of negative things to say about the pilot and how he killed Kobe and stuff like that and his daughter. But, like, again, it's not the pilot's fault. We don't know what was going on. From what we know, like, he was just going through an area with, like, high winds. But it was a route that he had flown all the time because yeah. wasn't that wasn't that Kobe's gym, first off? Yes, yes. Yeah. So it was a route that he had flown often, but uh, it was just an off day. Which brings up a whole lot of questions, because, like, how does just, like, some slight heavy winds, why does nobody pick this up? Why does nobody in the area, like, communicating this with anybody? And it's, like, only a small window where they went dark, and then all of a sudden, planes crashed. Right. That's, that was really big. Like, because I I totally forgot, they were, like, attacking the pilot's, like, wife. Yeah, they they, they doxed them, yeah. And, you know, people were sending, like, a whole lot of hate their way. But it was like, first of all, the pilot also died. died. So you attacking their family is doing nothing. doing nothing. They're already hurting. And secondly, like, yeah, I mean, it is kind of crazy. But, like, there's – if he is, like, Kobe's pilot, like, Kobe does not have a big circle of – you know, he's not, like, a, a super socialite. That's not how he, like, operated, even in the NBA. Like, yeah. So, like, the, the people that he had with him, he trusted greatly. So I don't think that – I don't know if it was incompetence. I don't think he would have accepted that. But I don't know. It could have been anything. You know you could talk, right? Oh, my Jesus God. Christ. Oh, my. I have nothing to say. <laughs> I have nothing to say about it, bro. Like, you don't need to answer yourself. Well, okay. Considering, like, who he was as a person, mm-hmm. um, not only as, like, a great basketball player, but, like, a businessman, too. Business people mess with Kobe. Soccer fans mess with Kobe. He, he was more than just, like, what he did. Right. That's true. Do you feel 
any do you feel like you thought differently about your life or you changed in any way in terms of like maybe your mindset because of all that because I remember like when I heard it I was playing FIFA I'm gonna be real with you I was playing FIFA with my friend Tavy and he was like yo Kobe died Kobe died <laughs> and I was like no way like you're capping because he's always joking way. around and I'll be like alright then I seen it and we was just like dang because like I just remember being in 10th grade, or not even, yeah, was it? No, nah, maybe my freshman year. I was always talking to my English teacher in class about Kobe. Every time I'd throw a piece of paper in the trash right. can, I'd be like, Kobe, she hated me for it. <laughs> she hated me for it. Like, I'd always joke around with Kobe. Like, even even the day of, I would joke, like, I had a small joke that Kobe came to me in a dream and told me, he was like, uh, it was kind of like a parody of the, the Kobe system commercial. <laughs> Is that the, the one with Kanye? How can you be a how can you be a he was like you're the same animal but a different beast? What does oh, that even mean? Yeah. What does that even mean? Yeah. So I was like I, I had a dream and I was like, uh he was like, Yo, you're next up. And I was like, But how Kobe? He's like, You just are. I was like, Kobe, I'm not six five. <laughs> he was like, But you are. <laughs> that's news to me. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. That's but like, saying. it was just like a symbolism type, like what he meant. He, I would say, even though I had other influences in my life, he was one of the guys. Was like, I want to be like him. In the way he carried himself, he relentlessly went after success and like whatever he put his mind to, and they weren't necessarily aligned. Like he goes to the NBA. One of the, like, I wouldn't even say one of the worst teammates. He was one of the best leaders. He knew what it took to win, and he wanted to win. Like, that's the only thing he cared about. And he did what he had to to build his build a team around him and build an entire franchise that wins. Mm-hmm. And then he retires as, like, one of the best scorers in the NBA. He might, I mean, arguably one of the best players, but definitely one of the best scorers. And then goes, starts film, gets like an Emmy winning uh, movie and works as a business businessman in a venture capital firm. And he's succeeding in everything. Like it was just proof to me that you don't have to be like super intelligent. You don't have to know everything or have all the connections. You just have to know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You have to continuously research, be willing to fail, be willing to try different things out. But know where your end goal is and keep striving for that end goal. So it kind of hurt me in a way, because like, me and my family always thought of, we always held him in pretty high regard. So I feel like now somebody has to fill that mantle as somebody like very influential and motivational to people. Like even though he might not seem as the, like the nice hero that brings everybody together, he did what he had to do to make sure that we still had the same like morals and the same just I guess call to action and now somebody has to fill that mantle for generations to come and it could be any one of us he's put that fire inside of all of us and it's up to those who truly see it to go for it yeah that's real that's 
especially with the part about him just pure through pure like force of will like willed himself to be successful in like all of these scenarios like constantly pushing himself like even into his what was it 40 like what he wasn't even that old like you know what i mean but like he did you know a 20 year career in the nba and then decided this is not enough like i need to do more yeah most people would have stopped i feel like most people most people would have stopped he's definitely an inspiration even to now yeah and i think that like after his death i definitely personally just like reflected a little bit and when i looked at the year and like what it possibly could bring i was more focused on like what i wanted to do and get out of the year i feel like yeah definitely reevaluated like what i was working towards my dreams my goals and just like Making sure I was actually taking the necessary steps, or like at least trying, actively trying. Like you said, you don't have to be the smartest or the greatest. You just have to be the most put in the work and like the time and like keep on going at it. And so, definitely looking into the year and seeing how I could try to like model and like do that. Yeah, you feel like morale was low after that because like a little think bit about for the course sure. of events. And I think uh, social media now has definitely just been a good preview of just how maybe. Uh, communities and like groups and like just countries themselves will like react to certain things. It definitely like shows you how people like it reflects like what people maybe like feel and think and like the general like uh, majority of people like a general um, what's a good way to put it like it's a good indicator of wh- where people are or yeah. like how mm-hmm. they feel about certain things. It's definitely become a very good indicator because you'll see what's trending and what's not trending anymore. And like when it's not trending, you definitely feel like people lose a lot more interest. I think it put it more just for perspective like the what all of social media meant in terms of like public opinion yeah um yeah yeah no it, i think it, it did it definitely did because yeah. i didn't start seeing it until i would say like during quarantine or after quarantine just knowing for myself like what it meant like being on instagram or being on twitter and stuff like that mm-hmm. And then, what, a month went by, you went into February, your boy turned 20, I don't even think I did anything, yeah, because <laughs> I never do anything for my birthday, I probably like go out to eat, and then, yeah, I went to PETA, shout out PETA, Mediterranean Grill, it's not an ad, but you guys hold me down every February 1st, <laughs> uh, and then, do you think coronavirus blindsided us or not? A little mm-hmm. bit. It was like willful ignorance that it blindsided yeah. us because we, we we had all the coverage about it. Yeah, we were the last ones to get it. Like our oh, that's kind of crazy. We were the last ones to get it, and we're still dealing with it the most. Right, or one of the most. Because we should have looked at everyone else and been like, oh. But no. we were ridiculing it. Like I remember seeing people was like COVID. Like it was a joke, honestly, it, to a lot of people. People weren't. On it wasn't yeah. that significant. It wasn't that like scary or like dangerous or like that serious i think that's what it was like it really wasn't like perceived to be that serious people looked at it and it was just like okay people were wearing masks like, i remember for sure like there was like a couple students wearing masks on campus and we'd be like okay or like people would just be like okay okay like you remember you remember we physics? like you remember our boy in physics house sitting in front of us did he have a mask with the pole painter's mask oh the full gear yes yes, yes. Yeah. some people were like 
for real taking it legit. And I remember on social media, it was just like memes. It was like it wasn't. Yeah, it was jokes and memes. It was just like all, yeah, all it was jokes. yeah, all memes. And then the craziest part is like it hit. It just hit. And then I think for me, what made it real was like. I chose, like, not to go to the Inventor Prize last year's off a whim. Like, it was, like, mm. March 11th, right? Like, I chose, I was, like, I don't know. I've been seeing a lot about this, like, corona stuff. And I was, like, I don't really want to risk, risk it. And then, like, four days later, they sent an email saying, like, there is a confirmed case of the coronavirus at at that at that event that had at least 300 people. Jeez. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like that person came in contact. They were like estimating estimations say like uh, at least like thirty people came into direct contact with that one individual. I think people started taking it more seriously as it started escalating, and it was only escalating like variously. So for some people, it was like in the work department, like their work. One person would catch for like one and a half, and it's like oh, we were in contact with them, so it's like that part would be shut down. And then it was I know for us, especially like the Nesby like convention. I think that's when I took it like oh, super serious. Yeah. So I was like, oh, snap. it was right before everything. Because that's when yeah. they started like they were like, we're reviewing things right now. We're not sure exactly. We're still trying to ho- uh, have it held. And then it was just like, now nah, we're not doing it anymore. I was like, oh snap! Like this is legit now. Like this is like something worrisome or like it's serious. And that I was, like, was crazy because I remember looking forward to it. It was hectic. And that's when school started shutting down too. Yeah. And yeah. before you knew it, we were just like sent home and yeah, we're and for deep those into guys quarantine for real. That don't know. Uh, Nesby Convention was like our career fair. We're all in college. We're all, you know, striving to be employed out here in the corporate world. And COVID hit us like a brick. And I remember I was very sick. I was very sick. Yeah, I was very sick. That's your opportunity to get a job. Yeah. (laughs) We'd already missed fall. Like, fall was there. And it was cool in the network. But it was just like, I was was hoping to follow up in the spring. I didn't get that chance With the same momentum, it was very tough. And the thing is, like, that was kind of, that was another thing, too, because that actually was the first thing that broke precedent for a lot of us. Like, that is a natural given. Especially for a lot of colleges, because it just wasn't exclusive to our college. It was, like, all over the world. Right. Like, all over the states, at least. Like, yeah. Different colleges were like, yeah, we can't go to, like, our convention. Like, regions were like. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, come on. Like, that's tough. And then people were like, ah, I don't know. You know, people started getting more anxious and then you know that's when the mask run started happening paranoia. the and, toilet paper and gone you would see hours of no toilet paper but why anymore. toilet why paper toilet apparently toilet i'm pretty paper? sure one of the symptoms is like supposed to be diarrhea diarrhea like related and based so like people were skeptical were worried about like not having toilet paper so they would stock up on that so they but of all the things wait a minute wait that's one one reason as well is probably at that like, point we thought it was zero dark 30 remember i was in your place remember sam was going crazy you I remember the like, greatest Yo. comment he made was, dang, I can't, like, I won't be able to get my good nine-to-five job, probably have a midlife crisis, cheat on my wife, <laughs> buy a nice car. He was like, oh, no. Like, he was just like, oh, no. Wait, the plan was falling apart, basically. Oh, my yeah. God. The plan was falling apart. I remember that was the night uh, we got banned, or we banned Europe for anybody from, like, the U.K. and Europe from coming here. And we're like, Yo. That was spring break for us. That was the week leading into spring break for us. That's when we fully got, like, yeah. kicked off. But it was, like, we weren't sure, so we were getting those mixed signals. But, yes, Europe, too. And I remember it. It was a lot going on that week. That, that, that day was, a, that that was, was wild. Because <laughs> you got email wild. after email. It was just, like, right. contradicting itself, too. It was, like, oh, don't come back. Come back. Don't come yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Tag really, like, blew that. Like, that was horrid. The way that they would say like such conflicting information for like international students, it was miserable. I 
Yes. Yeah. That was another thing, too. Yeah. I really feel bad for the, the yeah. amount of BS that they went through. Because, like, some people literally, it was school is all they had here. That, that was the only reason for them to be here. And, and like, you know that feeling when you have no reason to be there. You don't want to be there. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah, but then yeah. if, it's, if they're telling you, like, information that's, like, Yeah, and it's expensive. It people really isn't. Like, they were not considering they had to plan this, like get the flights or like cancel the flights and this and that. Like the logistics right. of the situation was not taken into consideration. It was just like, it was a lot of mixed information being yeah. sent back and forth. A lot of families buy plane tickets like at the beginning of the school year. Like they look at the academic calendar and pick four dates. You plan ahead for real. Right. Like, you don't wait till the last minute to do this. Because that's it, not how it, it works. You're going to pay double the amount of money. So, and then you, you y'all remember when, um, when they got that Europe ban? They, they, like, the Trump administration just said, yeah, there's all banned from, like, all travel between Europe and a whole bunch of international, no, 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 a whole bunch of people abroad, right? That's another yeah. thing. We have friends yes. abroad. Yeah, Jaden, they, 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 the they had the lines. They had the lines. They had the lines. They were rushing, paying, like, $1,500 out the pocket just to get back home. Yes. Because I know, uh, what was that trip to uh, there's Lorraine? A, Lorraine, yeah. The Lorraine trip got hit hard. Like, like, but there was a whole bunch of other ones too. Like, like you had Lorraine, you had people out in like Barcelona. Barcelona. Yeah, Barcelona. Oh, the the what's it called? I remember one of my okay. So one of my friends was in um, Hong Kong doing like in an ECE program, and he was like, yeah, like in oh gosh, what was it like February? The the state government said like you had to quarantine for like two weeks before you could come back, but then it just kept getting worse and worse and they kept having to stay in Hong Kong. I don't think he got back to the States until, now this is in February, right? He didn't get back until like when everyone else was getting back in March. So he stayed in, uh, what's it called, Hong Kong like an extra month because Jeez. of that. Yeah, it was miserable. Like they, Georgia Tech is a, is a good like, um, what's it called, sample out of that because of what a lot of colleges were experiencing, Georgia Tech looked at all of them and said, let's find all of their worst problems and then make them our own. Like, like <laughs> let's just do that. Come here. <laughs> like, 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 oh. Hey, you, you want to join? Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Like, I think it was Syracuse, they were being very vague about, like, if their students were kicked off campus or not, and Georgia Tech was like, oh, bet, let's do that too. Let's was she watching? Right. Pretty much. Let's have housing department. Just not. Then they're like, oh, wait, we got to wait for USG. Oh, what are they talking about? Oh, oh. we're not sure yeah, yet. We, so then it was I just think like, that's what happened. We like, no, that was the biggest thing. That's one of the reasons why they had to like take down a lot of their information or like repeal what they said because it was like, oh, USG didn't officially make that like decision yeah, or like they didn't notify us of that decision. So it was like, you don't have the jurisdiction to do so. Right. Because USG was paid off by the housing department, like the company that makes like all of our housing arrangements and stuff like that, they manage us, they're a major donor to the USG. So they were trying to save as much money as possible. I'm sick. That was, College that was, a business that was on that's Reddit. A key. That's, that's we, what I learned. We were trying to, yeah. We were trying to get rid of, um, they were trying to figure out how to get rid of the current USG system because it's not accountable to students. And then everyone realized like, no, that's impossible. Like based on the, con the Georgia constitution, like it, it cannot happen. It's supposed, like, the idea is that it's supposed to be, like, a... Uh, so it's a pillar, basically. Yeah, it's, it's its own thing. Like, all of them are appointed. They're not supposed to be influenced. It's like the Supreme Court's not supposed to be influenced by politics, even but though it are. is. Right, it's the same thing. Like, USG's not supposed to be influenced by, like, 
colleges, individual colleges, but they, but they are, are. By donors, especially. Right. They, donors influence them. Right. So is it just GotTech Talisman? Or? It's GotTech, UGA. What about GSU? I don't know. Geez, I don't think I don't think GSU does does it through does it through them. But I do know it was them too, specifically because Georgia was also having a lot of problems with them too. But they don't care about COVID over there. So. They were partying still. They were partying. They were getting lit regardless right. of across the bridge. The timeline, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was miserable. Tommy, seeing it in hindsight and the problems that we faced, what do you think we should have done instead? I think we should have. I feel like, given what we know now, waiting three days and then getting the message right correctly the first time would have been a lot better. Yeah, like you definitely if, take your time before you say something. Yes, yeah, especially it, something of such magnitude. Like that was the biggest thing. Like what you're saying is not your typical like, oh, you have a little incident on campus, little power outage. Now nah, this is like something real that's affecting a lot of people. Right. Make sure you get it right the first time. You don't want to like have to revise your message multiple times. Like instead of telling people, get masks, then don't get masks because there's a mask shortage. Just yeah. waiting, like telling the people who need to know, like buy the masks now, and then telling everyone at once, hey, masks are effective. However, hospitals need them first. So if you can yeah. make your own or use or just stay inside. Stay inside. Stay inside. Like, please. like if you have no reason to be out like that, stay inside. Yeah, definitely. I'm with you on that. Like a more effective plan, because one decision affects so many people. And they're all in different situations. Like, you have the in-state kids who just go home, pack up. Right. You have the out-of-state kids might have to go cross-country, might have to go just to stay abroad. Then you have international people. Like, it's all, you have to think about not only the safety of our students and faculty, but, like, just the situation that they're in. Because not anybody, not everybody has the opportunity to just, like, pick up and leave. Some people couldn't go home at all, for real. Yeah. Like, they were stuck at home. Had to find accommodations elsewhere, right? Or trying to stay in tech. Mm-hmm. And then there was ICE trying to kick all the international students out. And that was but, insane. And then they. But that's like after. That that was a. Uh, that was after. When was that? That was closer to when we were coming back. Oh, you talking when they're trying like to keep ICE. them away? Yeah. Because I know they were trying to keep them from coming back in. You know, yeah. like a legitimate reason, like a. Right. Whatever reason, that's what they were trying. To but keep. before all that, we're. In quarantine, so the first time in our lives where we're dealing with, like, nobody's really outside like that unless, like, you're just a hooligan. Yeah, no, for real. In April, if you were outside, you were a demon. Like, there's there's just no reason to... Come on now. I mean, you have Fox News saying, like, there's only, like, they're like, there's only 10 people dead, you know, from, like, confirmed death from coronavirus. You just kept on seeing the cases, right? Oh, you, oh, your only, messages? your only source of knowing what was going on was literally through the news or, like, social media. Yeah. While you have multiple outlets, like, you, you definitely have, like, a household favorite. Mine, in my case, my family's, like, religious CNN watchers. Mm. But, uh, I tried to keep, like, a neutral bias on everything. I was more focused on, like, what I was going to do in the future and, like, just what was next. What was next? I had a whole, like, we're given a whole lot of time, and it had to be used purposely just in, like, just in case opportunity arises. But not for profit, but, like, you don't know what you have to step up and do. Mm. Yeah. Always be prepared. That's a good one. Yeah. I thought you should always just be prepared. Where were you guys ahead of that? Um. I would say around that same perspective, like you mentioned, 
really just staying in place for one thing. I was like, this is something like I don't really need to be outside. So just being more um, observant, cautious. I was just going through information yeah. and just basically chilling in a sense. Like I was, yeah, I can't really find a better way to describe it other than I was just chilling, taking it one day at a time, step by step, and just trying to be safe, but also being cautious and like planning ahead and just dealing with the day as it as it came. Because you really can't be overprepared. You could definitely be underprepared, but it's better to just be kind of like flexible and just yeah. going about it. And so that's what I was doing. Like just, that was it. Yeah. When, when we came back in March, I spent two weeks just like resting from like everything that was happening because that semester was like already rough. And then I took a few days and I said like, okay, this is what I assume the situation to be, right? Like there's a pandemic going on. Uh, I'm still taking classes over the summer, but I was like at the end of the semester, like this was my idea for what okay looked like, you know, like having enough um, uh, like masks or whatever, PPE, I guess, in general, so that if um, if it were still to be going on, like I tried to just plan ahead for like a, a distant date. And then kind of like what Eve said, I'm just taking it like one day at a time. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to over, over plan things. And it's crazy because I'm, I'm glad I didn't because what, I mean, this is April. What happened in May was, like, catastrophic. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's when the ball really started rolling. Because one thing that I didn't anticipate that happened was that because people weren't doing anything anymore, they were hyper-vigilant of everything that happened. So, like, you know, mm. things on this, like, social media. Like, we had a lot of controversies in April that – we can't even remember now. I cannot remember any of the, the beefs that happened on Twitter or Instagram. There were a lot, though. And, there and were beefs? That, cancel culture, that. Like, oh, yeah, people were getting culture. canceled left and right because yeah. that's all they had time to do. Like, you know, people had, like, they had work at home, you know, you can only focus so much. Like, pe- families had to get readjusted yeah. back at home. Yeah, you, you know, people scared of, you know, domestic abuse, that skyrocketed when the thing, so they had to limit alcohol distribution. I don't know if y'all know that. Like I did not realize in, that. In Georgia and in, in certain counties in Georgia, wasn't all Georgia, Tennessee, North Carolina, I know, Damn. they were limiting the sale of alcohol past a certain hour because domestic violence cases started going up. No way. Damn. Yeah. So, like, I mean, that was just, that was stuff that we found out as we went along, but I was just like, okay, like, the country will be okay I thought so too, and I definitely felt like that. But as I saw some of the services like shutting down, like getting hit hard, because it really showed like the hospital system. Like it was a lot of weaknesses in America that most people would not have expected or like never thought about. Because we definitely felt secure. We were like, "This is America. It's a great country. It's gonna be okay." Whatever. Nah, like it was like people's effects. Like just going to the grocery stores and like all the. All the, the toilet paper gone, all right. a lot of the essentials gone, and it was just like you didn't realize how much you were affecting the s- supply and just what was available for use for actual cases to be treated. Right. Somebody said, an analyst on CNBC said that um, the, so the supply chains for our major infrastructures were so efficient that they, they had, there was no insurance built in. 
Like, they optimize speed over everything. And so, like, in a normal time, that's fine. And it has been fine. You know, like, Amazon was so productive. The meatpacking industry was so efficient, blah, blah, blah. And then you have, like, any minor change, which, I mean, in all honesty, like, we could have had another, just an influenza, you know, pandemic. Like, we would have had, like, a particularly virulent strain of influenza. Meat prices would have gone up. Start market would have dipped. Obviously, this is different because it was more severe. Mm-hmm. But it, they were like, I mean, come on now. Like, if a volcano blew up in Washington State and covered the whole state in, like, ash, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that would have tanked Amazon's stock market, the stock prices, you know? So that they were just not prepared at all. It's just like you said. So I feel like we're just like out of tune of how, what our resources are, and how quickly we could get everything out there and used. Because pre- pretty much running at like 90 percent of our capacity. So like an extra ten percent is only, you know, maybe in the hospitals case, the people that are off shift. But now everybody's working around the clock, sleeping there, living there, and yeah. Nobody's, none of us have ever experienced that in our lifetime, you know, living in America. Maybe in other countries where they face, like, similar, or they face, like, crisis situations. Think about, like, places in the Middle East. Think about places in Africa where, like, you you heard more on the news about, like, viruses, deadly viruses, or, like, war. Power conflicts. Power conflicts. Like, they... They plan for their environment and what they're around. But here it's like happy-go-lucky, you know. Most stressful thing I'm going to do today is have three meetings. Right. <laughs> three meetings. Maybe try and go to the gym. Yeah, and now, and now it's literally <laughs> like, yeah, and now it's like I go to the store and I might have to face off with you over some good Charmin. <laughs> over oh, some Charmin. Oh, oh. oh, my goodness. Uh, like, I just... It put a lot of things in perspective, and I'd always thought about it. I remember we'd always had talks about it that, like, America, I would say we're kind of soft, or at least, like, the common American is kind of soft because we've never experienced much hardship. Right. And that's evidence through the toilet paper buying. Because from a survival perspective, that is the worst decision. Yeah. Food, you water. Have water. <laughs> Food, <laughs> right. water, like, heat. Utilities in general, yeah, like utilities. I mean, even utilities. though it was over springtime, so or like winter was ending, like right. it still didn't hurt for sure. Yeah, have utilities. I mean, a good, one of the good things is that we had like the moratorium, so a lot of people that were losing jobs over that time were able to like live in their apartments and not get kicked out. That's probably something people didn't uh, expect, like unemployment skyrocketing. Even though there was a transition for some, yeah. a lot of like industry to like go virtual and like work from home. Yeah. It wasn't everyone. No, and it, service was hit hard because like at one point I remember like a lot of food places were closed in Atlanta, and so you may like they either had um, adjusted drive-through times or none at all because it was just like we're we're not sure yet the lockdown order or whatever is currently in place. The shelter home in place is still like in place, so we're following that we're trying to yeah. yeah but we're still feeling that for stores and restaurants and stuff like that like reduced hours and stuff like that but i feel like they've adapted to the point where it's like we can operate and we can like our survival is like guaranteed but right. we can't like we won't operate too carelessly or like understand the risk that you take when you enter and we understand the risk as well but like we're coping with it like we're in a spot where we're like we're managing it because we still need to like continue working right. to survive yeah 
Was, oh, what were you saying? Oh, I was just gonna say like we that happened in large part because of you know I guess the federal government kind of bailed the big companies, the big industries out. Like they had to bail out a, a, the airline industry yes. immediately. You know it's crazy. You know it's like very dangerous and like tough when the CEOs themselves are like, "Yeah, we're not gonna take our salaries this year. We're not gonna like. like we're yeah. gonna either cut it or like not take it at all." And mm-hmm. it's like, huh? And their salaries are insane. Right. Like, it's like you're willing to take that cut, that loss. Yeah. For but this physical year. And it usually happened with the companies that they just never had it planned out, or their business wasn't set up in a way that they could quickly move everybody online. And you see, like. It was literally, this is the year, was the rise of tech. Like, even though we had it a huge upturn over the past, like, 20 or 30 years, this was, like, the huge jump. This is when it was, like, uh, now we see the usefulness of tech. Because the tech companies, it was really, like, okay, press a button, everybody's at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, for real. And when we did that button, that reset button to go home, Zoom skyrocketed. Like, yeah. It was just streaming services and, like, companies like that. It just, yeah. they blew up. But that's the thing. They should have. Been like, we should have. This shouldn't have been as dramatic. That part of it shouldn't have been as dramatic. I think one of the reasons why it was so dramatic was just not everyone was in a rush or like felt a need to shift towards tech like we would. Because I know for sure our outlook on tech is very much so different than our parents. Because we like, we're more interested about it, curious most likely. And it's just like, we're willing to like try it, get to know it. For a lot of people, if I don't need it, if I don't need it right now, like it's not a part of my life before, I'm not as willing or like. There's no urgent need to get into it. And yeah. I feel like yeah. that's one of the reasons why it wasn't like, it had to be a more dramatic shift when we saw it. Because it was just like, oh, now yeah. I need it. Like, I was pushed towards it. I didn't go choose it on my own. Like, I was pushed towards it. Mm-hmm. Like, out of them, there was there was total winners. So, like, you had you had Zoom, for one. Zoom. Zoom, a lot of, the, like, basically meeting software. Any, like, meeting platform or organization for, like, uh, corporations and project teams. Mm-hmm. Like Slack went up, Zoom went up. I know they just got acquired by Salesforce. Slack did for a crazy amount of yeah, money, like yeah. twenty-five yeah. billion. Yeah, oh yeah. My but gosh. Th- that's something else. And then you had the big boy, which makes sense. Jeff Bezos was a genius by doing that, because I know for a fact. I want to find the number, and I'm gonna look it up right now. That Prime membership rose as soon as this, like all of this started happening, because mm-hmm. you might you might have a family that. You know, every now and then, like they were frequent buyers on mm-hmm. Amazon, but it might be five to ten purchases. But you might have a, a really like cautious family. Yeah, everything's coming from Amazon now. Yeah, and they have Alexas, and they have the little watch thing that they have now that tells you your emotions and, and your really they and got that, rings to yeah. protect the packages. You know, it's, yeah, it was real. It, they've been like the king of curbside pickup because they even have the they had the lock thing before where people could unlock you like uh oh, people that delivered your packages yeah they could scan in with your lock and they would be authorized as a amazon employee to like go and drop in your package in your door Whoa. that was a whole yeah i forgot about that that was a whole program that that was very controversial because i mean you're letting strangers in your home so yeah there's yeah. there's no accountability from a Amazon perspective if they do steal something but um they they've been working on this they've been working on this for a minute Uber Uber oh yeah because that was part of unemployment but I don't know if we want to talk about it are we still trying to Uber Amazon yeah we we can talk about that Uber was like a 
in the case of Uber, they saw the actual ride sharing platform go down, but then Uber Eats went up. So it was basically like a shift in power. All your drivers, all your ride sharing drivers, while they still might be out there, they definitely decreased. I remember they were talking in California about making what were they? They're making not independent. Co- yeah, they're going from ten ninety nine to actual employees, mm-hmm. which people it took away the freelancing aspect of it. Like you could go pick your own hours. Like you were expected to work at maybe a certain hours, but yeah, you get benefits. Was that passed though? I feel like it wasn't yeah, passed. I, I don't know. I feel I like they were able I, to fight it you off. See this? I, I'm gonna look it up. I know. I'm uh, also look up the in content. different like states. They would unit. Uh, they would like get together, but basically like All collaborate and like they would purposely be off the app because they really wanted to like get the rates more secure, like higher. Yeah. Because they noticed how like the rates would not only fluctuate. Like there really is like an algorithm towards it that people can learn and observe based on just like interacting with the app and the riders, the ones that really depend on it and like this is their like source of income, like their primary ones planned for and they would uh, gather with others like. I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember too much about it, but I know there was definitely a lot of um, mixed emotions about Uber and just, like... I mean, yeah, no. I, I, get, what, I get what you're saying about that. I mean, that that kind of stuff happened in other... You're going to find that, that that metric that you were looking Which one? for before about whether the bill passed. Oh, yeah. Um, but just talking about other things like that, like a lot of workers kind of rights, like labor stuff kind of came really big into this year because this was the first instance where people were like, this was like the first time many people seriously considered like, should healthcare be tied to employment? Like, Mm. is that actually a valid claim? Like, because that assumes that you're in an economy where it's always rising, like it's always growing and there's more, there was going to be more jobs. Whereas in April, you know, you had people, like millions of people losing healthcare in a pandemic, right? Like that is, that is worst case scenario for a system like this, right? And you can like say what you want about public or private healthcare or whatever, because private healthcare for the most part is carrying this vaccine on their backs, right? So it has its pros and cons, but, um, I guess my my the topic that I wanted to get into is like is that like a lot of American like quote unquote American like cliche systems is that valid like is you know education like the way we have it right now this the model for it that we have now is that valid right is the education model that we have right now valid because we're all in remote learning right but we're still paying prices. we're still uh, learning on campus, yeah. where it's it's ridiculous. Yes, they're charging a full price for education that's not the same anymore. Like it really is not the same experience, but we're supposed to be paying for the exact same experience. Right. That that um, you have work, workers' rights, healthcare, all that stuff. Like, is that is that going to change? I think so. You think so? I think I'm skeptical. I feel like there definitely is a potential for change. But it'll be very slow if it does gain traction. And then there's always a possibility of, for whatever reason, others undermining that change or like up, opposing it. And when they do oppose it, it tends to lose even more like traction. And like it just tends to kind of disappear in a sense. Because we were talking about all those like uh, controversies on Twitter, right? right. Most people can't even remember them anymore. Like cancel culture was there and it probably still is around too. But like you don't hear it as much. And I know people that were canceled aren't really canceled anymore. No. 
That's it's a last momentary lead. Yeah, I mean Tory is still a kid. Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, because he shot Megan, but like, why would you do that? <laughs> like that was the that was like one of the biggest stars of twenty twenty. Totally, un- yeah. But he, he literally had it in his. He had hey, quarantine the, I, in, his in his quarantine, quarantine radio. He was really doing a lot to get his followers up. I know we yeah. talked about it. He said he really like doubled them right before his album release. Yeah, like he was. He was himself up. doing great. Is he released an album? And it had a few hits on it, and he was dating Megan, and everything was going well. He was also like very on top of the social issues, which is a good transition into that. Mm-hmm. Like, he was very on top of you know, because people would have a lot of bad takes. You know, like we still had people saying like, yeah, if you just listen to the police, like they won't kill you. And then he was like, bro, like what are you talking about? Like, people were getting choked to death. He said that before George Floyd happened. He was like, people were getting choked to death, just by being black, like just because they're black, like they, the, the cop feels like they're too much of a threat. And then George Floyd happened. And then that was when also like, cause Breonna Taylor, Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery, I know Breonna Taylor died in March, I wanna say. I think Ahmaud Arbery died in like February. And they all came to light at the same time because like we were saying before, people paid a lot more attention to stuff. And so when that happened, he was on top of that. And then all this stuff was going on, and he was like swimming in this all, all this like glory. And then you just see this headline that like Megan has been shot, and you're like, what? Like all like in the foot, all, in the foot, all, no all, less. All this, in the foot. all this time, right? We're just seeing violence against Black people, right? Like we're in like what May, like May June. It's just constant violence against Black people. Now Megan is shot, and everyone's just like, what is going on? Like, what is good with people? And you find out it's Tory Lanez, and everyone's like, oh, bump Tory Lanez. That's our boy. That's our boy. Is he our boy, though? Not anymore, Well, he's he's our brother-in-arms, as Carlos meant. I mean, I don't know. I feel like like him, because it would have been one thing if it was an accident. It would have been one thing if she pulled a strap on him. And then shot him. Like if if she pulled a strap, and he pulled one, he shouldn't have shot first. Like you, you, obviously, like you do that. This GTA. And then you don't. <laughs> no, because I'm saying it's a duel. What you mean? I mean like ten paces. You 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 just like if I'm if I'm posted up against Eve, right? We both got it out. Like obviously, no one wants to die, so we're gonna put that away as Cold War mutually assured destruction, right? But he was like, no, you call me short. I'll shoot you in both your feet. Like, come on now. That is egregious. And then the cops made her walk toward, walk away from the, the uh, car. Yeah, yeah, there's video. There's helicopter footage. The cops would not let her um, stay in the car. They forced her to get out. And she, um, there was, there, you could see, you like, could see the blood. blood. On her foot yeah. She was trying to walk over. Right, yes. And yeah. they did not care. They did not care. Way. So that was another thing. Like, everyone was just like, okay, it's ACAB. Like, like this is ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? It is, it's unbelievable. But, I mean, yeah, y'all, 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 y'all got it. I talked a lot. Y'all got it. To catch it on the previous note about Amazon. Yeah. They, uh, 2017, they had 100 million users. 2018, 125. Okay, not too much. And now, 2020, we have 142. Mm. So it's been, I mean, it's been on a steady uptrend. I will also say. It went up 25, but it went up 40. They're adding more year. benefits. 
like almost like uh, they added uh, Amazon Fresh. The grow, yeah. I, was I saw that. It bas- it's they basically run free. Foods. Huh? They run Whole Foods now. Yeah, they run Whole Foods. I've actually been before once. It was good. But I was. Did but anyway, sandwich the other day. Nah, nah. I got me a nice little plate. Literally before I went home for Thanksgiving, kind of hope my parents. Like, <laughs> I ate good food and I was like, oh let me eat some more good gosh. food. Hopefully, but was it worth it? What did it taste like? Um, it was good. Did a little expensive. Ah, uh, nah, of course not. But it definitely made me say, damn, Jeff Bezos really is, like, he's up for yeah, real. I was yeah, like, yeah. ah. You know, it's funny because people were saying, like, you know, oh, you know, if I had seed money of, like, 340000 you know, I'd be up, too. And then you have to realize, like, that man took three hundred forty k from his parents or however much. It could have been a couple million. He took that and blew it up. And I think ten thousand times, right? Brilliant. Like two, like ten to twenty thousand times. That's if it was in the millions. So, like, yeah, sure, you know, it's less impressive than he just self-made in a garage. But <laughs> there's no way that the average person but in is terms going of to investment, he is a genius. Like, are bowing down to uh, him. Like, come on now, come on. There are a lot of people who make six figures and are not billionaires. You know what Very I mean? Much. Like, that's. That, yeah. that is true. There are a lot of families, like households, that collective money is that much, and they are struggling to get by. It's because, well, for, well, for one thing, they don't have a lot of extra cash, right? They don't have a yeah. lot of... But, Liquidation. Right. But that teaches us a lot about, like, how we live our lives and our lifestyles. For somebody who's in savvy or like him, maybe his last cent during those, like, first inception years was going towards Amazon. Yeah. He put every single cent back into Amazon. And may still even put every cent back into Amazon because that's just how he thinks. It might go into other investments, but he has a plan in mind. He does have a plan. Whereas, like, for us and, like, the people around us, think about it. We're in school. We get promised, like, a great job. We have the opportunity to go work in, like, a Fortune 500 corporation, get six figures, which is more money than we've seen in our lives, and really just spent on... The consumables that we can right. use. Consumerism is a big thing. Yeah. They definitely push a lot of products here, and they, they get, they definitely know how to get to you. Yeah, what you. But want. it's in front. I won't say that it's our fault for doing it because it's pushed right in front of our it faces, is. and it's like. I would say the only thing that is, our fault is the reason why we do some of these things. When questioned, people don't always have legitimate answers. They're like, yeah. oh. or like they look away because it's like, I really can't answer that if I'm being honest, or it's like. I don't have a legitimate reason that I could think of for why I wanted to get this, or like I wanted to do this, or really yeah. invest in this, or like yeah. spend my money on this. It was just the urge, or like I thought it would be cool, or I saw it on Instagram, or like online, or like for whatever reason it right. called out to me in the moment. But looking back on it, I probably could have done without it. Deflect. That's, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you deflect when you ask tough questions. That's a really big oh, thing deflects. that came out this year too. Is like people realize as a collective, like wow, I used to drop like. $400 on concert tickets or I used to you know go to like music festivals you know like we, you drop a couple hundred there too and then now okay well now I need to get a fit and drop a few hundred on that <laughs> yeah. I got you need a chain. fit to go to the concert that you paid for the, right right <laughs> take a couple pictures for sure you know you had to remember it and so everybody is like low-key realizing especially when you look back at actual pictures of people at concerts you're like wow like we're all like right on top of each other like you know what I'm saying? Like, we're all, this is weird. This is a lot of, 
Self-awareness. I find myself a lot, like, looking at shows and stuff, especially shows back in the day, where you see large groups of people, and you're like, damn. Like, dead, we dead. used to be out here. Like, yeah, you no. really used to be out here for real. Like, right. Like, some hooligans. Hey, we were raw dogging the air for real. <laughs> <laughs> we were raw dogging the air, That is, oh my God. That's the best way to put it, honestly. But, yeah, but let's, let's talk, like, speaking of, I guess, that energy, like, moving it back to the fall. Like, moving it to the fall. Like, right? once okay. we went to the fall? Oh, yeah, like, so... You know. This is what after ice and like yeah. the schools. I this is like suit. coming into ice and all that. Right, coming yeah. into ice. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, I was fresh so out. I, finishing summer. We were finishing summer yeah, semester. Yeah, like finishing up summer semester. That was actually yeah. not too bad. I'll say the summer semester, cool. like once we actually got into it, it was chill. I mean, bro. I had cool. a two week period of alienation where I stayed in my basement because my parents were not messing with me. They thought I was. <laughs> I was like, can I go get a test? Or like. Some no, they, stay no, down no. Stay down there. Yeah, they they didn't even want to pick me up from the dorm. They were like, Dang. nah, stay there. Stay there. I was like, all right. But uh, when I got out, it was pretty much like grind season as usual. I had a, I guess, a push of motivation. Came out with the podcast. And like, luckily, a lot of events came up to talk about. Yeah. But then once we were wrapping up and we were getting ready to go back, to, I think the first thing I noticed was we had the schedule, then we had ice. We like we were getting oh, our our tentative schedule, yes. like how we were going to come back from the oh, okay. campus, yeah. and then ice came in, and we were like, "Hey, international guys, come on, stay here with me." <laughs> right. Yeah. Literally, like, come on to these detention centers, and we found out all the horrible things about the detention center. Like, when you social media really made us more aware of just what was going on in the country. What was going on, like? Stuff that controversies that have been going on for years, but we didn't, re- we didn't, it wasn't we didn't recognize, maybe it was either not as well known or like for whatever reasons it wasn't out there. And now that information is more didn't hit because, yeah, like you know, people were getting sent to like ICE detention centers, and I mean, at, at, at the minimum, right, you're you get held up for a few days, maybe a few weeks, and then you get let out, right. At worst, they had people literally like months, years. Yes, did doing like a like experience. They had doctors. What's it called? Um, tying women's like tubes. Yeah. In, in unethical uh, practices. Right, right. Uneth- like doing unethical medical practices on on uh, what's it called? Ice incarcerated people just as just just for no reason. Yeah. Just cause. Yeah. Just cause. That's just. That was kind of the that set the tone because once that happened and then we actually got our schedules, it, every, there was like this weird uneasiness when we got on campus. Like there were the people who were still rushing, right? Because when we came back, like rush at Georgia Tech starts a few days before. Fraternity and sorority, or right? Rushing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were IFC facts. IFC, CBC, yeah, and they were doing that, right? And everyone knew that they were going to be a hot spot for COVID. And they were. And they, they were. It. They proved it. But like, they were They were before we even got back. Over the That's summer. That's right. Over the summer. We were taking classes because I was still around the area. I was looking at the stamps. I was looking at their website, and they just, one week, you see Greek, 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 It's Greek, always Greek, Greek, Greek housing. Like, oh and you had whole Greek houses that had to be closed down, like Fiji closed down. Uh, whoa, what is there? Where's the other one? The other one that we, the one we messed with. The guy, you know, um, which one? What's his name? Uh, Jonathan just so popular, bro. Oh, uh, Lambda Chi. 
No, not Lambda Kai. You remember not Justin? Lambda. Justin Lau? He's in it. Sig up. Sig up. Sig up. Sig up. They're always throwing out weird names, bro. Yeah. Where's Lambda Kai at? Lambda Kai Milk. Oh, oh, yeah. Why are we laughing about this? Mate, so that sorry. was horrible. <laughs> Yo. Hey, that was our freshman year. Hey, bro, shout guys. out Delta Kai for telling on him, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, my God. <laughs> hey, but anyway, like, that was kind of the uneasiness. And then everyone, because most of the black people were like, yo, I am not trying to go on campus. Like, these people are going to bars and stuff. But... It was funny because that was when the messaging for coronavirus started finally like becoming more consistent. Yeah. They were like, "Yeah, so if you catch it, like you can have it severe, you can have it asymptomatic. Either way, you're contagious. Um, when you get the virus, like even if you get it, like once you're out, like you can still carry it. You just won't get sick. Like your body will. Um, what's it called? Your body will like fight it off fine. But you antibodies can, or what? Yeah, the antibodies, they can still fight it off. And they're trying to make, you know, testing, like Georgia Tech saliva testing. You know, we're one of the only schools in the country that does have that. The surveillance testing proved to be somewhat effective, very effective in keeping us or, like, providing a reason for why we should stay on campus. Right. Because we saw other schools, like, their first week, they had to say, yeah, go back go back home. UNC? You, yeah, yeah. That was, UNC, that's the one it was. they were UNC, down extremely bad. Like, what, 200-plus cases in, in the first couple of days? And yeah. No, because I was going to say they had at least 1,000 cases in one week. And even <gasps> the student paper, bro. 200? Well, what do you think that first day looked like, bro? The first day, they That's insane. That means they just party. a banger. Party, parties. Parties. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was like wet Friday. We headed out tonight. Just came right back like <laughs> business as usual. Hey, they said. You seen oh. the news, bro? Yeah. It says, let's go party. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. What do you mean? Bruh. That is exactly, and the craziest part is like, that was the thing that Georgia Tech was trying to avoid is like, if they had to close and they had to kick all these people back, refunds. but if you keep them back, you have to pay refunds, and it also has a potential to spread COVID. So they had to keep it together, and the yeah. surveillance testing did a good job of stopping, or at least identifying clusters and telling people to relax. It was definitely a nice approach. Like, the surveillance test, I think that was, like, a good approach to it. It was consistent. Right. It really just depended on whether or not people participated. That was the big yeah, part. Right. Like, we need participation. Do you think you can – well, they did have the cookies to incentivize participation. Do I you think there's another way to get more? Um, well, I think one thing that they're going to do – because they, they, they tried this for the on-campus students. They were like, if you don't get tested once a week, we're going to, like – Enable access. access. Yeah, we're gonna remove access uh, for your housing on bus cards. So if you don't get tested like every week, you get a you get a warning. You're gonna email. be homeless. You get a warning email. <laughs> Locked out of your own. Telling, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> yes, you get a warning email that tells you you haven't been tested, and then it says like if you don't get tested in a few days, like your access to on campus housing will be revoked. And so yeah. until you get tested, until you, you get can tested. be honest, okay, I don't have to say. So as Tested soon as you get the card, results, because no, 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 if it, they make you wait till you get the results, yeah, you no, always you're, 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 you're out. <laughs> you're <laughs> can I come and shag up with you? And you're like, <laughs> what you well, I, yeah, you clean? <laughs> I'm waiting, bro. Oh, worry. <laughs> See ya. But yeah, I mean, friendships were getting broken at that time. But friendships were like strained, like immensely. You know. I mean, we were in the Discord over this summer. That was basically our way of socializing. Yeah, socializing, communicating with the outside world. But like, I mean, you saw some people on campus that 
came back no mask and in public, like out about, you know, in groups of like 10, 15 people. You would see snaps of people at Tech Square just walking around in groups too. No mask. Wasn't the first day crazy? They, I remember it was seeing crazy. a picture of like a whole bunch of freshmen were over at Tech Square. It was the die-in too. The which one? There was the die-in too because yeah. all the people were like, like dying their t-shirts. No, they were like, um. <laughs> That's how I was trying to piece together when you, <laughs> no, 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 no. I was hoping you get there. Because it, it was the GTPD. So you remember the, the police, the GTPD car was set on fire. Yeah. Right? Yes. Right? Because the Atlanta protests Reddit. were like... Reddit. Really, my Reddit is information yeah. sometimes, too. And so the Georgia Tech Reddit, like, blew that up, and then somebody said, Black Lives Matter in the... What's it called? You know what I'm saying? Like, why are we boosting this, you know, police car? And there are black people dying. And at first, Georgia Tech was like... Or the Reddit was like, nah, forget that. We don't like political stuff. And so somebody said, like, how are y'all mourning a police car? They were impressed about that. They are like... Don't destroy, like, the face, the property. Like, right. Let's and po- people are dying. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are students from Morehouse and Spelman getting tased out their car. I saw videos of that. Like, because of the stay-at-home order and, like, if you're a cop past a certain time. Right. Like, they were, they were not approaching in the right way. But there they were, were two not. white girls in front of them who waved at the camera that caught them getting tased. Literally, like, it what was, the heck? It was the wildest juxtaposition ever. Because it was a student from Morehouse and Spelman. They were dating. Right? They were, I think there were a couple. And... They were getting yelled at by police, and there was another car in front of them waving at the cameras for CNN, just like being like, "Oh, we're gonna be on TV." While behind them, they're getting har- like harassed. harassed. Mm-hmm. And so, like Georgia Tech was like very socially like tense, you know what I'm saying? Especially since like the predominant people who were getting COVID and spreading it were the white fraternities and sororities that also caused a bit of contention. But the die-in, what I was saying before, the die-in was basically Georgia Tech's, like, extreme liberals. Like, not leftists, because no one, no actual leftist would have a die-in, but they were basically like, black people are dying, so let's lie on the ground. And then, (laughs) yeah, they were like, let's just lie on the ground for an hour. And I was like, what? This is news to me. What is good, buddies? (laughs) Our institution. Mm -hmm. We just had groups of people just... People lying on the ground with masks. Well, yeah, every, and then people walking around them without masks. It was wild, bro. The first day was crazy. Genius. Boom. Look at us. You definitely saw a lot of polarizing sides during COVID. People yeah. on two ends of the spectrum. Just always at war, like conflicting with one another. Right. That was a, another tone for, I feel like, all of 2020. I feel like yeah. it was very political, too. Very it's political. Very, and it's still, trend, I mean, it still, like, persists even to today. For sure. Yeah, a lot of people are more, like, they're more assertive on their political views. And it's really like a deal breaker for people. Yeah, it's, I was finna say it's, it's uncompromising. Like, if it wasn't a deal breaker before, it's definitely a deal breaker now for people. It's pretty sad that it's become a deal breaker. Because right now, I feel like it shouldn't be a deal breaker. But you really do get, to, you really have a lot of people just choosing between like two sides. And yeah. you're not on my side, bro. But it's not even up. But I mean, I understand where a lot of people are coming from, just like. The the paranoia, the confusion, and the fear of what Donald Trump was like capable of doing in office. Mm-hmm. Everybody like was they were not for this man at all. Like whether financial guru, whatever you know, stock market. Even though he had nothing to do with the performance of the stock market, uh, 
we just knew what he he could do based on what he did, and all he did was, you know, just create a, a mess out of it. Yeah, all, especially internationally. Yeah, he was creating a big mess internationally. It was just a lot of stuff for you know future generations and the rest of the Icky government to patch up behind him, whether they agreed with his decision or not. Like you always had some type of damage control that you had to do. So right. like nobody wanted another four, or I mean a lot of people didn't want to. Another four years of that, but and to me, everybody has their own reasons for going. Like everybody's situation is different, yeah, so like, right. and everybody's upbringing is different. So like, they see things that you don't see, and you see things that they don't. Mm-hmm. And it's really you have to put these things aside and figure out like, why do you? Why are you? cool with this person? Why do you associate with this person? Like, if it's a colleague and something you disagree, okay, you know their size, but, like, you're here to do one thing. If you're friends, you guys were friends because of such and such. Now I know that, you know, these events affect you, but it's not like they're saying, you know, because I vote for Trump, like, I hate you too for not doing it. Like, I have a friend that is conservative, and he he's a he was a supporter of Trump and like while I was a more like non biased and I, I was more like a neutral voter this year, uh like I still accept him even though he has these different views. May, I might not see all the things that he sees, but like we're not friends because of our political views and what we saw. We're friends just because we can sit there and kick it and talk about whatever. And yeah, I'm not gonna let you somebody who's not even like present in our lives affect my friendship yeah no, that's that's really it's it's funny too because one of my friends from high school um, we were really close and she is a very like she's a socialist like an actual like the state needs to govern at least the basic necessities of life for people like regardless of any like that's her line, right? And she has, like, been in, like, pain, I guess, for the longest time because she's, like, accidentally fallen in love with a Republican, you know? Yeah. And so, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're, they, they're cool, right? Like, they kick it. They Involved, enjoy right? spending time with each other. Yeah, but, but political views. But the political views are not together. And in an election year, that, Tense. that is only going up. So it's, it's, I, I do get what you're saying, though. Like, I mean, most definitely not all of my friends agree with me politically, but it's not even supposed to be a binary. Like, I don't rock with a lot of, like, Democrats' positions on things. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. And it's just, and I, I, I mean, there are times when I'm like, I mean, yeah, you know, maybe we should, like, increase gun legislation. Like, gun, you know, regulations and, and stuff like that, and Republicans go, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, well, then why, are we, what is the problem then? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's, it's, it's almost inflammatory to even ask people to look across the aisle. It really is. Like, yeah. that's, that's a controversial take in and of itself. It's, we just have to learn, I mean, not it's hard to accept differences, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's what what makes us like the person, because like it might be the reason they have the irritating aspects that you perceive in your relationship with them, 
or like humorous aspects and you don't always have to bring up politics like I barely bring up politics with my friends, yeah, if at yeah, all. Real. Like it's only because of now that now it's like, oh, we're sharing. It was what was trending for a while on Twitter. Yeah. Like, so I social media in general is just what we saw. But it does it doesn't stop us from having like a legitimate conversation. We might disagree with our views, and we to this day we still probably disagree and argue. So like, it don't really it doesn't make a, a difference when you evaluate just the. Not only the history, but like the br- we bring vibes and we share value with each other. Right. So it's much deeper than like what uh, who you vote for. And if you don't like it, we can always leave. Except for now, because we got banned everywhere because we're acting wild. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> like, like we got put on timeout real quick. Pretty sure North Dakota has of all states, North Dakota has the highest per capita cases Jeez. in 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 the in the world in the world right now. They're, in the world, they are world leaders. Are they were world leaders as of like last week? Because like CNN was like, yeah, North Dakota is really bad, but they also like don't care. Yeah, so they probably don't have to be because yeah. you guys literally live like twenty five miles away from each other. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Your neighbor is like <laughs> in another town. <laughs> right. My guy. Literally, like for us, like your nearest neighbor. If we're in Atlanta, your nearest neighbor's in Buckhead, and they're still messing up. Like it is crazy. But um, something else that was really big, uh, the whole thing with TikTok, how Trump just decided. I'm gonna ban that. I'm gonna finally take action against this company that has been here my whole presidency. <laughs> and I'm I'm gonna take action against them right now. Cause nobody's seen my tweets. Nobody's liking my tweets. That was another thing, like just uh, identifying misinformation. Yeah. A lot of social media like leaders had to like take action towards that because that's a big thing that's been go- ongoing for a minute. Like just how these platforms and these spaces share information and they and spread a lot of misinformation yeah. like they really are agitators and like they they insinuate hate sometimes but and they don't do much or they don't always appear to do too much to like um mitigate that or like control it yeah because that would kind of limit the functionality of your entire app and like the, the service you provide the pivotal source of media has changed from i mean from like our parents times it was tv like TV it was sure. always what news. who was watching tv then like maybe early 2000s such it was more like what was on the internet what you found on the blog and now it's literally what you find on twitter what you find on instagram because that's some people's main media source like literally people will tell you i don't have to look for news anywhere else i got twitter my feet is set up to show me about the world as it like in every perspective pretty much and then you see one tweet and they be like yeah the truth yeah. I thought like we were too quick again? to believe it. We definitely need to like be skeptical in a sense, like follow up on that information. No matter how like crazy, how much a quick Google search to like verify that. Just a little authentication, make sure it's legit. Or like you're seeing the full picture. Cause sometimes they'll do that clickbait where they, they say parts of it that is true and just like throw an extra like absurdity or just like something that's not relevant or garbage, like untrue, false, and just like you're not your viewpoint on that information, how you take it and how you use it is skewed. Because of what was presented and what was left out. Yeah. And that happens a lot. I think there's going to actually be legislation based on... Because based on what happened with the president, like, there was a... It was, like, last week, like, eight of his tweets 
four flags, like back to back to back. Yeah, to back I remember back. seeing a flag tweet. What, was, yeah. what do you think he was gonna accomplish? Like they were gonna stop flagging him after the fifth one? Like, I mean, no, he just kept going because you know, like I guess this this is about the election, right? And so he after still, he said, "I'm gonna sue them." I won. I won. He said, "I won that night." Oh yeah, we finna sue the states, by the way. Recount. Oh, right, and it's not working. His record is one in thirty-nine for his lawsuits. <laughs> no cap. His record is one in thirty-nine. Hey, Trump's a character. I'm gonna give him that. Right, he's and he's as another thing too. So he's got that legal defense fund, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like all his supporters are donating, but um, because they're donating that money, you can do whatever he wants with it. He's been paying off his debts with that money. Not surprised. They're coming after him as soon as he gets out of office. Oh yeah. They won't come for him now because he's like the president of the world. He's still the president. But, but once he's not president, oh, the title's gone. Where's our debt? Where's, where's our, money? our money? Like China's gonna ask, like, where's our money? Like, all What's of this guy? international <laughs> self-made millionaire. Where's your money at? Like, yeah, come on now. Pat him on the back real quick. <laughs> like, What's good with it? It's just, it's just crazy, bro. What do you think was going to happen with like his affiliations with Epstein? I think that's going to – I think the reason why we're waiting on Ghislaine Maxwell is because he's still president. Mm. So you think that's going to proceed forward yeah. as soon as he's not president? Yes. Because mm. I think I think low-key Biden or somebody in the Democratic Party is going to try to use that to bury his name. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, because there's no point in trying to emulate the Trump model if Trump is a pedophile. And he hangs out with uh, Giuliani, who's also oh, a sus god. Yeah, you, like I saw, sus. I saw literally like ten minutes of the second Borat movie, and that last like ten within that last ten minutes, it was uh, uh it's like a snip that they tried to catch Giuliani like trying to have sex with a young girl. Right, who when presented now she is like actually she was an actress. Okay, right, and she's actually she pre- twenty one. Yeah. Okay. But she was playing a 15-year-old. She was presented as a 15-year-old. So yeah. it was the idea. He was, yeah, like, he was down. And then ever since then, he was going out very sad. Like, his suntan was melting off. Sus God behavior. Yeah. He booked a, he booked a what's it called? Booked a four seasons, was it? It was like four season industrial park. Like, instead of the four seasons hotel press conference. Yeah. So he booked a press conference at the four seasons, right? It wasn't a hotel. It was an industrial complex. And guess what was like 50 feet to the left of the complex? A sex shop. I was that man was down bad. That man, like, Giuliani's taking a long spiral into complete, um, what's it called? Disgrace. That's it. Him. You had another beef, like, or something similar, a little meltdown, like, yeah. Kanye. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. A heavy sigh for that one. Gosh. Oh, music in general right now is just kind of controversy. Yeah, because the it's Emmys a lot. are in a lot of hot water because they didn't nominate any of the weekends. Uh, any of his tracks, just because he didn't present for uh, perform for them, yeah. but rather he had to present um, perform at the Super Bowl. So they really should not put him in such a tight spot. Like I feel like that's he could have done. They could have been. They could have been more understanding. Like try to work with them and like come to some kind of agreement. Right. That was a little excessive to say, nah, we need to stop practicing now. Like now, Yeah, now. that was the that was the problem is that they wanted they wanted him to prioritize the Emmy practices over the Super Bowl ones, but he had the Super Bowl ones already already booked. Right. So they didn't think that Super Bowl ones would be like a nice little practice. 
before the MVP right. fight. Come on, no, like no, they didn't funny. think that through at all, <laughs> and so now he. I mean, cause like his album was very. Now it was very far. Like I mean, Blinding was, Lights is like the number one song of. I don't know if it's the number one song of 2020, but it's like one of the most streamed songs ever. Like one of the most played songs ever. Been on the top Billboard uh, top 20 for 80 something weeks. Like that song. So Old Town Road numbers. Right. Like there, it's breaking like records like Old Town Road was. But oh, I mean, you got like a whole bunch of like Pop Smokes, you know, Shoot the Stars Over the Moon. That wasn't nominated for anything. Um, was Lil Baby's. Well, I, I mean, that's a little bit different because it wasn't actually, like, genre, you know, inspiring. But mm. there's a lot of people who didn't get nominations that they... Did the box get a nomination? Roddy Rich? I think I, Roddy Rich did get nominations. He did, he did, he did. But, I mean, you also have people like Doja Cat getting nominations for their music. Um, I remember she was supposed to have been canceled at one point. Yeah, yeah, she was like the one of the first ones. She was a little oh, schemer. That and this is after, and this is honestly after uh, she uh, scanned the Stephanation because she was like, I'll show uh, yeah, <laughs> my, yeah, yeah, my yeah. dudes. She was yeah, like, I'll show I'll them. Show. I promise as soon as you guys uh, run up my song, but say so. Say so. Yeah, I'll show Get them. my numbers up and then I'll show them. I'll show my breasticles and then, on live. She's like, oh, you guys yeah. wanted me to show them? <laughs> you thought. Right, you literally <laughs> thought like you got played, so. We we got sussed like somebody. She got canceled only to get some, a nomination. Somebody, so somebody looked at us through the <laughs> window like, oh, "Who are they?" But they kept it going though. They definitely looked at us. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. They they got, I, I made eye contact with the security. Oh, I saw him. Did he around. walk back? Nah, he saw mm-hmm. us. So he didn't walk back. He's probably gonna go upstairs and sit in the chair because that's where he usually. Probably. I feel like that's where he usually. Oh, he goes in here for. <laughs> I don't think he hear that much, bro. He yeah, like, he just they don't look dangerous. They look like they're studying me. <laughs> you think that much of an interest in us? Crazy. But what? I mean, is there anything else that we should? Uh, I guess. Um, how do we get Chadwick? Chadwick. Oh. We talked about a lot of people. That hurt. Like. That hurt because it was like very unexpected, which was, in a way, a good thing. Like we've. We've talked about this when we were you know setting this up, but the fact that his circle was so solid that. This did not leak at yeah, all. That's pretty impressive. Even Testament to the amount of trust that you had in them, and just like the kind of people that for, for real friends, real that, friends and real people right. that are in your circle and like involved in your life, because he didn't want anybody to know. And I bet you there's people like pay that would pay top dollar for to know that, that type of leak. Oh, for yeah. sure, like they were definitely like pressuring them. They're like, hey, you got. Yes, something you want to tell us? You know anything? Especially when he like started losing a lot of weight. Like I. Definitely think that people were hitting them up, and you saw how people easily like started uh, being negative, yeah. roasting him. Like they jumped on that. It definitely you see people's opinions and like emotions on social media easily flip left and right. Like it just depends on the time of day you catch them. One day they could be the nicest person to, to that person. Next day, cancel. Oh, yeah, like laughing yeah, for no reason. It's for, just like you're not even understanding the whole story. You just see some aspect of it. You see weight loss on him. You're like, oh, what's going on? You don't. Take the time to consider that you just start clowning him. A literal snapshot. For no reason. And there could have been a, a whole nother explanation for why he had so little and weight. People didn't even consider that. Like there really could have been like reasons, like health reasons or like stress related reasons. For whatever reason, his life may have been turned upside down and he was losing weight as a result. Didn't take the time to consider that. He just started just memeing him, just like Yeah, and they were like, Oh haha, he's skinny and then he died. 
like that you say that now is getting me thinking about like just the nature and motivations behind like all the roasting and stuff that happens on Twitter. Like usually it's comical. Like watching Nate uh, Nate Robinson's boxing match, like oh comical gosh. stuff. Like you can still laugh about it, yeah. even though <laughs> yes he lost, but he's been a good sport about it. He's been a good sport about right. it, and I, I I can commemorate him for that. But uh, in the case of like somebody like Chadwick or people dying. And like people suffering and going through hardship, we d- try to come at it. I don't think we do it for like the comedic relief to bring a light to like something that's dark. It's literally for us to get attention. It's not to put attention on Chadwick's, not to do anything other than for our own gain to get the light, to get the retweets, yeah. to get the people talking about what we our tweet or our meme. Yeah, or not 15 like that. minutes in. Glorious yeah. thing right there. That's what we're all aspiring for. Yeah. But, I mean, there's not – I mean, the whole lure of Twitter is that it's not, like, a code of conduct. It can go anywhere. It really can. Yeah. It's what you make of it. Yeah. But it's a question of morality. I feel like everybody should start thinking, like, we just have to be more in tune to what, what other people may be going through. Our lives, yeah. like, especially in America – Everybody else's life does not look like ours. And it's easy to lose, lose sight of that because you yeah. definitely have this idea of what most people should or should not be dealing with. And like we were talking about earlier, like when, uh, just like how you could segment your life or like think ahead, like where you see yourself, whether it's midlife crisis, marriage, whatever, you would assume like that's very generalizable to like the rest of America. And that's definitely not the case. Yeah. And I think social media, hopefully this year especially, maybe people are starting to slowly realize that because. There really are different perspectives out there, and there's definitely different people you interact with, and just, like, your life is not the same as someone else's, and you have to recognize and remember that. Right. Amplified by the fact that we're sheltered for so long that people really could only see their own perspectives for a very long time. We're sheltered by being around people just like us. Yeah. And even in that, like, even in those situations, we might not know what, the other person might be going through. Because, like, think about it, we're in college here. We might go and hang out with our friends, you know, go spend money on food, spend money on parties, stuff like that. Somebody might just be, like, hanging with us, even though they don't have, the like, the freedom to go spend their money on something like that. Like, responsible people will say no, but someone that's trying their hardest to fit in and, like, just have something that they didn't have growing up they will put themselves in a dire situation to not be seen like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just wild. Like, it's wild how much vanity has kind of taken over this year. Like, the vain concepts of, you know, likes and interactions and things like that. Like, all that public image stuff, which honestly should have gone by the wayside given the extreme circumstances that we were in and that people still are in, but instead that was sort of the thing that we latched onto. That was the one thing that we relied on to get us through this. Performative acts were a big thing of this year too. Yes. A lot of performative acts. Cause I promise you, if you clicked on someone's story, you really asked them questions about like the issue they posted about or like they were trying to spread, they may be able to give you maybe a surface level, but most people wouldn't like be able to tell you too much or like convey why they felt like that was so significantly important to them and like how their viewpoints relate to it. Right. It was really just, oh, like, you passed me the baton, let me quickly pass it, like, to someone else. But it's like a, 
it's like a like a you just feel guilty if you don't you wouldn't do it or you, you feel pressure to do it yeah you feel, too. people yeah. feel pressure to do it because it's like if i don't do it and that's another thing i hated it was just like if you're not with this side then you're on this other side which is not necessarily true yeah because what if my way of like what is my being sure part of a greater like change or like just being more aware and being more uh like open and being more like part of the community is just like learning and like understanding that my role in like whatever this issue is I could definitely make steps individually to do it better and not everyone needs to see it like you don't need to see what I'm doing right like we all need to like worry about ourselves yeah. and understand that we all are a part of this but we don't necessarily have to like put in each other's face oh did you see my post I'm like I care about the environment or like so, I do this right. like you don't need to what are we planning to go forward and with? if I don't do it you can't yeah, like, like you shouldn't what, what is it what is because with social media, it only goes. Usually, the stuff that happens on social media stays on social media. Yes, it's yeah. usually for sure. Yes. You find on social media, it I find really the true leave, like it stays there. yeah, the true activism in it is when you're like, all right, let's see what we can do here. Let's grab like a couple people. Let me grab Eve. Let me grab Jonathan, and let's start planning. Like, how can you? How can we raise money? Like, actually donate to it, or how can we bring more awareness other than sharing? Because sharing only brings you to the people. That follow you, especially yeah. if it's like on Instagram or on Twitter or something like that. It's not shared on like an explore page. Maybe TikTok's better than that, but that's besides the point. Uh, it's only around the people that follow you and that already know you. How do you yeah. get it to the people that don't know you? Right. That's. I mean that that's just real like. In terms of um, what's the next? That's real. Um, the perspectives as well like a lot of the people that we follow are similar to us because that's the reason why we follow them yeah and there's not it's that echo chamber that kind of happens where people get on Twitter and think like oh yeah everyone's about like I mean it's the reason why people in like 2016 thought that like Hillary was like a shoo-in because you know, oh, everyone that I know is talking about Hillary. And, and that's all that you hear. You're reaffirming my beliefs and what I think. So it's just like, it makes sense. Like, yeah. I believe at this point to be true. Like, yeah. it's going to be facts. And like, then, if you think so, he thinks so. And then it, has to be it doesn't facts. happen. And sure, we didn't make that mistake again. But, I, like, there's there's still a whole bunch of stuff that we do where it's just like we take for granted or we are blind to the echo chambers that we've already built. Yeah. Know, so. so to follow up with that and to end off the episode with and the season uh let's just go around and think about like our own reflections on 2020 like what we actually learned and how we're going to use it moving forward going into the next year mario start us off uh, yeah i'll go ahead uh <laughs> what did 2020 teach me 2020 i can best summarize it as the year where uh, I guess another side. Everybody's seen, like, everybody excluding the podcast, mostly seen, like, the way back, not really saying much about anything. Uh, I'll, do, I'll do my work, have my own opinions, but really kept it to myself. It, see, it, it saw me, one, become one with, like, my introvertism, being in quarantine, because I was like, quarantine? Like, raw. I've been doing this forever. <laughs> I'll play video games all night if I want to, like for real. But uh, actually taking my taking all that free time and the time that I was spending at home to actually like learn about different things, pick up different skills, pick up things I actually want to. I'm interested in because mm -hmm. I had a lot of varying interests in putting it together into 
a like a solution method for a lot of the problems that came about in 2020 or what I saw. It taught me I can't be friendly with everybody anymore, which is a sad but true thing. Like I, I really want to be able to talk and have like just get everybody's different perspective. But honestly, if you don't want to talk to me and you're not like showing that effort, even if we disagree to have a conversation, like I, I, I don't have to talk to you. I, I'm not going to waste my energy on yeah. something that is not going to, you know, work for you or me. And just get in my grind. It's definitely, I would say, going into it now, I'm still thinking about what 2021 is because, like, I'm planning 2021 right now. But it's going to look a lot different. I would, for now, I had names for it. I would consider it, like, the Mamba season where I actually just put on the fakes and I, you would see a different, a different Mario, like a, a more determined, a more just assertive type person. Yeah. You're the Mamba. Not the Mamba. I, I have to come up with a name. I need to choose a different animal because I'm not stealing Kobe's. That's that's fair. Uh, what I, was the question again? I can't. I can go ahead. Cause I remember the question. <laughs> um, basically, it's like what has. 2020 taught you and how you're going to apply that into 2021. So 2020, I guess, taught me that I rely too much on my extrovertism. Like, cause you know, you talked about your like introvertisms, like that's, that's a comfortable place, right? I rely too much on my sociable, like ness to do things, right? So like studying, working, um, taking care of myself, like eating, things like that. Like I would always opt to eat with other people, always opt to, um, what's it called? Study with other people, work and on hobbies with other people. Like it was always, it, there had to be someone else there. And I didn't realize how much I did it until I was trying to finish the spring semester and I was not doing assignments. Like I was literally just forgetting to do assignments solely because like, I was never, I could not figure out why I was missing them. Like, I couldn't figure out why I was slipping. And it wasn't until the summer when I started calling um, one of our friends, Daksha, about statics <laughs> that I was like, wow. Uh, when she reminds me about the statics homework or asks me about like a problem that she has, then I do it. And then I answer her question, right? But on those weeks where she didn't ask me a question about the homework, I would always forget to do it until the night of, right? And so that's been, like, my big thing is trying to get that. I mean, sure, yeah, there's also, like, how I want to, like, carry myself into, like, romantic relationships or stuff like that. But it's kind of based on that, too. It's, like, how can I better, like, be with myself so that I don't have to rely on, like, anybody else to, for my success? And that's kind of what I want to carry into 2021. Is, is that mentality. So, yeah. So, what has 2020 taught me? Yeah. Um, It's really just taught me a lot about myself. I've been able to use this year to, like, get back into my hobbies and interests. So, I've really been able to read. And one of the self-help books that I read really resonated with, like, just the core, like, um, message that they were sending about how your actions are, like, a reflection and, like, of what you think like, with that process and how, like, you really have to, like, almost look down at it from a 
microscopic level, like go back mm-hmm. to see how that how you think about certain things or how like your thoughts or um the root cause or like the root um they're very influential in your actions and like how you do certain things and how that's the starting point if you want to initiate that process of change and like really just identify areas that I would like to change or like goals I wanted to like start targeting and so more so just um really better understanding myself and you guys made some good points about just like the social aspect and really being okay with being by yourself both of those two things were things I struggled with because I do like to like hang out with people and that's something I really had to like work less on because it was not so much about finding what what the move was or like oh you're trying to like go study somewhere or like you want to do this together I was more um able to appreciate just like that alone time because it really did offer more for me to understand myself and do and work towards my grind and that's something I really enjoyed that 2020 has taught me that not only have I identified my grind I've identified ways in which I can work towards that grind and really just continue and further that yeah. So yeah. What was the book? The Did book. You? Yeah. Uh, the seven. Was the seven key the decisions? S- the seven yeah. key decisions for like personal success, mm-hmm. and it it's very mm-hmm. I feel like applicable to all uh, aspects of life, and that's what really like resonated with me because I could see it, and I felt like even if it may not be the best book in the market, the fact that I myself really well, could almost like advertise with the book and like the author really like speaks a lot that it resonated with me, and I can like point at different examples in my life right now that I would attribute the book to and, like, what it taught me. Yeah. And so just, like, 2021, I feel like, is going to be a year of opportunity. And just, like, mindset matters. And that mindset that you carry with you is really going to be what determines how you view 2020, whether it's successful or not. And I think regardless of what happens, we could definitely view it as successful because as long as we're always just trying, we're trying. We're never stagnant or, like, you know, you're never in that place where it's like, oh, I want to do this, but I can't, or you're unable to, or you're, you feel unmotivated. Right. So as long as we, we carry ourselves that way, I think we'll be very successful. Yeah. And like, it'll be a good year. And that's the book by Andy Andrews, The Seven Decisions, Understanding Keys to Personal Success. Very, very good. Yeah. Where can the people find you guys at? Um, I mainly stay, well, recently got back on IG until uh, – I see a name change. You guys can find me at D Ibrahim One. You already know uh, D underscore Ibrahim underscore oh my <laughs> One. <laughs> Hold on. Do you like the letter or do you like T H E? I'm sorry about that. So done. Yo, is there, <laughs> is there a fire in my building? It's crazy, guys. Wait a second. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Christian just texted him. Is there a fire in his building? Goodness yeah. gracious. Okay, so Where can they find you at? You can find me at um, on Instagram. It's docj d o c j two three four five. For Twitter, I'm pretty sure it's jrad j r a d zero three zero two. I chill. I'm, I'm just Only thing Jonathan posts on his Twitter is his grades. He be flexing. <laughs> he, so hey, hey, so just know if you ever see his grades, he stays flexing. All the time. No, 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 no. That was one tweet. Where I said it was a memorable I'm, tweet. Though. I'm in the I'm in the cut right now. Like <laughs> I, I've been up. I think I said something crazy. Like I've been up for like 18 hours. Like I just wrote two papers. I took one exam. Got one in the morning and one in three hours. And I was like, and I was grinding. And then I bossed up because I made an A on that exam. Of 
course. And, you accept nothing less than anything. And and it was crazy. But that's okay. So that kind of tied in my thing before though, because you know I was doing a really good job of keeping myself accountable by posting that, and then I stopped being on social media, and uh. I went, I I fell off, and I was like, dang, like I'm still struggling. Like, even like Twitter was enough of a social interaction that I felt like I needed to succeed. So I need to work on that, but yeah. Yeah, sure, and go look out for them. Um, make sure, go follow them if you want to. Let them know that you follow them because of OM. You heard the episode. They're you know friendly people. They'll answer any of your questions. For the most part. Say. Yeah, I don't know about <laughs> Jonathan. He be acting brand new sometimes. Oh, okay, you know what I'm saying? That, that, I guess that's cool. Brand new. But yeah, this concludes the episode, guys. I got talking fantastic verses of home guys I can't thank you enough for all the support you guys have been giving me over these past few months and I've really enjoyed making content for you guys um I'm going to be coming back with the next season around early January so look out for that I'll be putting news on my Instagram and Twitter about that but in the meantime I told you guys I have surprise so I'm making a discord for podcast and i really want you guys your guys feedback as far as like what type of things you guys would like on there i kind of want to make it an open space for you guys to be able to like talk with fellow listeners talk with me kind of extend the podcast beyond the bounds of just like the episodes themselves so we can keep the conversations going especially if you like any topics that i went over any of the previous guests like feel free to come on there so i'll be putting news about on that and about next week yeah i'll make news about that in about a week from now and i'll make sure to be able to send leaks or links to anybody that's interested so please look out for that and stay tuned for any news i'll keep working on this craft and if you enjoyed this episode or any topic that we discussed specifically, make sure to leave a, a comment review as far as what you liked and subscribe to the podcast for more content like that. Also, if you guys can share with a friend to just keep on growing this community, um, make sure to leave a review, especially on the podcast links on like your favorite streaming service that'll help me get more attention from those services like Apple or Spotify and I'll be able to get in touch or be able to reach out to more like-minded people like yourselves. So um, thank you guys so much again and I'll see you guys in January.